a fabringen, in Yiddish a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avton Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avton from Linksfield Shul, and it is a privilege and an honor to be here with you on this Tuesday afternoon, the first day of the month of ER, and 13th day of the month of April. Wishing everybody Chodesh Tov. Have a great month. Hebrew month, and we're told that the Hebrew name ER is a acronym. It's the first letters of three words, Ani, I, God, Rav Echa, I'm your healer. That God says, I'm your healer. So our prayer for this month is healing, any kind of healing we need. Obviously, healing from the pandemic, healing from loneliness, healing from mental struggle, healing from financial struggle, all the healing we need. Um, we should all be blessed with everything that we need in absolute abundance. That's going to start the show with a bracha, with a blessing. And uh, you might say, so who are you to bless? You're right. But uh, the Talmud tells us, that nobody should take anybody's blessing um, as a small thing. Even the simplest person's blessing, it means a lot. So blessing each other and giving brachas to one another is always a good thing. So, yeah, let's start to show with the blessing that we should all have everything we need in absolute um, health and wealth and goodness. And please, God, a time of redemption, a time of geulah. So, what's on the agenda today? It's a bit of a random topic, forgive me, but as I was, you know, preparing the show, trying to figure out which direction to go, I was hit by was probably the single most asked question in the universe, or I mean on planet Earth. And I'm not talking about questions like what's your name. I'm saying the single most profound question, and that is, what's the meaning of life? And you must be sitting and listening and saying, aha, oh, so is that what you're going to be doing today? You're going to be telling us the meaning of life. Oh, lovely. What else do you want to tell us, Rabbi? No, I'm actually not going to be talking about the meaning of life, even though I believe Torah has a lot to say about it. I want to actually dig into that question, because in that question, there's a lot of assumptions. What is the meaning of life? Who said life has a meaning? What's the meaning of the tragedy I went through? Who said there's meaning? It's, it's a funny thing. People will always say, even if they claim to be agnostic or atheist, They'll say, what's the message of what we're going through? What's the meaning? What, what, what are you taking out of it? But the truth is that that assumption itself is an incredible declaration of faith. What you're saying is nothing is random and whatever happens, happens for a reason and that's meaningful. That's a big deal to say that, to just go, kind of, hey, uh, what's the meaning of tragedy? Who said there is meaning? Think about it. If the world is just a happenstance, it's a great English word, it just happened. Let's play the popular scientific, current scientific narrative out there. Nobody knows, but somehow a bunch of particles came together and kapoof combined, Big Bang happened. Now, where did those stuff come from? Nobody knows, but that's irrelevant. The Big Bang happened. The Big Bang could not have happened, right? 
So it could have happened, it could have not happened, it happened, random. Then within the first billionth of a second, a bunch of different uh, energies had to be created, matter, etc. And over the course of billions of years, this all evolved into the world that we know today. It could have evolved into a different world, or it could have evolved into no world. Um, the amount of statistical balance that was necessary for the world to come through is incredible. But again, we're not playing the God card, we're playing the random card. It all happened randomly. And then, after billions of years, Mazel Tov, monkey evolved into man, or ape evolved into man. Okay, great. It could have not. Many apes didn't evolve. So, happens to be that the human being is a happenstance that just happened to be. And it's the nature of reality, of, of, of the physical world we're in, that masculine energy and feminine energy come together, whether it's in the animal kingdom or whether it's even in nature's kingdom, um, vegetation, and humans, male and female come together to perpetuate the species, and people are born. So how in the world, can I ask you, is the question, what's the meaning of life, relevant, if that's the, if that's the narrative? What's the meaning? What do you mean? Who said there's meaning? If a random, if you don't believe in God, and, I don't know, a random leaf is floating on the ground, and it's nature, right? Just whatever, that's what leaves do. It's the, the autumn has just begun here in Joburg, and leaves are falling. So imagine somebody walks over to you and says, you see that leaf fluttering in the sky? Yeah, it's falling. Why is it falling that way? What's the meaning of it? Now you would look at the person and say, what? Who? Meaning? Why? Where? What meaning? That's what leaves do. It just, that's the system. That's the way it happens. If somebody does ask what's the meaning of the leaf falling, then they're assuming that there's a conscious chooser. There's a being who's choosing for things to happen this way. And that's why you're asking, what's the meaning? So think about it. Before you actually ask what's the meaning of life or what's the meaning of the pain you're going through or what's the meaning of COVID or what's the meaning of the blessings in your life, whatever, think about the assumption you're putting into that question. You're assuming that there is meaning. In other words, that it's not random. It's not a mistake. It's not just a fluke a statistical fluke of nature. It was a conscious decision from some level of consciousness, which we call God. If you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in this idea that there is a conscious being behind everything in this world, then asking the question, what's the meaning of something, is so random. It's so off. There is no meaning. That's it. That's the way, you know, we live in a jungle and that's the way it works. And technically, just like the world came into existence randomly, it could, poof, go disappear randomly. 
you know, I was, I was reading how uh, Baruch Hashem, they just discovered that there was an asteroid heading to Earth and, they, and it's diverted now, it moved away, and now we could be safe for 100 years. In other words, based on this assumption, asteroid comes and we can't move it sideways, we all go poof. Because again, the fact that we do exist is just random. There's no fundamental reason we exist. There's no decision maker who said, let the world exist. And that's why I personally believe that there's few, if none, real, real atheists. There's nobody who really, really, really believes, as a matter of fact, that there's zero consciousness at the core of reality, that everything is absolutely random, that what we do is meaningless, that everything's fundamentally meaningless, because again, it is meaningless. And I've heard all the arguments where people will say, you create the meaning you want. Well, that's fundamentally meaningless, because again, if I create the meaning I want, then it's all in my own head, it's subjective meaning. What are your thoughts on this topic? Quite a, it's, I, we call it controversial, but feel free to please reach out, share your thoughts, 34519, tweet at Chai FM. This is Rabbi Levi Yatsen from Linksfield Show. This is the Fabrengan Show on 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. And my name is Rabbi Levi Avtson, and again, we're talking about a hectic topic. I don't know why, just because. And we're, we're, it's a topic that really sits at the core, and it's a bit of a, at surface level, it seems like a very simplistic idea. Let's recap. When somebody asks the question, what's the meaning of something? What they're assuming is that there is a meaning. If you assume there is a meaning, that means that a conscious being made that choice. Because if something's random that happens, there is no meaning to it. So, for example, if your toddler runs around and starts smashing a bunch of vases and you say, what's the meaning of that? You're assuming that your toddler actually had a meaning to it. Obviously, you don't have a toddler. Uh, toddlers often do things that don't have meaning. They might be exercising their energy, but there's no deep meaning why they went and broke this vase. Just is. So if the world is just a random toddler running around and it's just, you know, a jungle, asking what's the meaning of something that happens in the jungle is, is an oxymoron because that's what jungle is. There is no meaning. It's just happening. So when a person comes and asks the question, what's the meaning? They have to remember, we have to remember what that assumption is. I believe that there is nothing random and therefore I'm asking, what's the meaning? And that itself is the greatest answer. It's almost like the question, what's the meaning of something? What's the meaning of bad things to happen to good people? What's the meaning of life? The question itself is the answer. Why? Because you're assuming by that question, you're stating a fact. The baseline is that there is a conscious being. And that's the meaning. In other words, they're running the world in a, in a unique way. And we can't understand it because this being is not us. In other words, if there is a being that we cannot see who's running everything, then me asking what the meaning is, is assuming that this being is a logical person that uses logic like me. And 
I understand everything about this world, so therefore I have to understand that. But no. Do you really think it was a human mind that created the universe, a human mind that created all of reality, a human mind that created the world we have and the, and the, the spirituality out there? Of course not. It's God. So asking why God does something is fundamentally a, fut- a futile exercise. It doesn't lead anywhere because I often tell people when they say, Rabbi, why did such a tragedy happen? I say, even if I knew, which I don't, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> why? Because do you really want to know the answer or do you want to make the world a better place? If we knew the reason for everything that happens, why this person's poor or why this person is sick, then we'd say, okay, fine, so why should I get involved? Why should I heal the person that's sick? Why should I help the person that's impoverished? That's just by design. But that's not the way it works. God doesn't tell us why he does things, and he says, okay, now, in your human perception, the way you see reality, go make the world a better place. So the only meaning that we truly know about why things happen is not really the why, but what. God comes and says, this is an imperfect world, and I'm asking you to partner with me to make it a little more perfect. Why I did it that way? It's, it's, truth is, it's irrelevant. Um, the late Chief Rabbi Sachs used to say, I have a lot of questions to ask God, and I know I'm going to get the answers in heaven, and I'm in no rush to get there. In other words, there is some form of answer, but not necessarily something that our human mind can get a head around, and it's by design. We're not supposed to know the reason of suffering. We're supposed to fight suffering. We're supposed to do the best we can to alleviate it instead of saying, well, you know what, that's just the way it's supposed to be. People suffer. There's a famous um, quote from the sages. Someone one time asked one of the great sages, he says, you claim that everything has a source in the Torah. Everything has a source in the tradition. So what's the source of atheism? What's the source of denying God's existence? And this rabbi, one of the great sages, talking hundreds if not thousands of years ago, responds and says, I know. Charity. Says what? Says, yeah. Because if you play the absolute belief card and you say everything God does is for a reason, and therefore... Why should I give you charity if you're poor and I have millions in my bank account or I even have an extra hundred rand in my bank account? What should I share with you? It's by design. So he says in that moment, you're being a quasi-atheist because you're coming and saying, yes, God created you this way, but I'm here to help you. A doctor is also coming and saying, yes, you were born with this condition, but I'm not just saying, hey, that's the condition you're stuck with. The medical fraternity says, let's do something about it. Instead of saying COVID just exists and let's just, you know, accept it. No, we go and fight it because that's the design of the world. The design of the world is not to know why bad things happen, but rather to do the best we can to remove bad things from happening. But again, this all boils down in an assumption. And the assumption has to be that we believe that nothing is random. And there is a meaning to what we do. If there's a, you know, there's so many Things that people say, this is the challenge of our time, the challenge of our time. Addiction, low self-esteem, technology, um, social media, etc. I'm most entitled to an opinion on that, right? <laughs> Everyone is. I think the curse of our time is a, a deep sense of meaninglessness. People feel that what they do is worthless. 
so many people feel worthless. And if you feel worthless, another way of looking at it, instead of just saying, you know, I suffer from low self-esteem is, I don't feel I'm meaningful. I don't think what I do is meaningful. I don't think if I wake up at six in the morning, you know, and start my day productively or wake up at two in the afternoon, it makes any difference other than to my own aspirations of success. So who cares? I don't want to be successful. When I feel worthless, what I'm saying to myself, my existence here is meaningless. I'm not clever. I'm not beautiful. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm less worthy. And therefore, my contribution to this world is less than. That can only come from a mindset that's not focused on God. Because, again, let's retract to the beginning of the show. If I just believe I'm here randomly because my father and mother wanted to have a baby and that's why I'm here, then yes, is there essential meaning to me being here? No. So if life is great, live it. If not, buckle out. Why, you know, why, why fight it? Why go through the struggle? Why face the struggle? Why face the toughness of life? But if I realize that the reason I'm here is because God wanted me here, and yes, I have to be grateful to my parents for actually being the vehicle through which I, I came to this world, but fundamentally, God wanted me at this place, at this time, with this personality here, then how could that be meaningless? How is it possible that it's meaningless? So many of our issues, of our our self-destructive ideas boil down to one thing. We forget that we're here by design. We forget that the world is here by design. We forget that everything that happens in our lives is by design. Nothing is random. The idea in uh, the Lashon HaKodesh, in the Holy Tongue, Hashgacha Pratit, specific divine providence. Divine intervention and divine providence that focuses on each and every one of us and orchestrates the circumstances of life based on a certain design of the designer. But if I don't believe that, then yes, I will feel meaningless. Unless, you know, I'm famous and popular and then I'll convince myself that I'm as cool as everybody else tells me. Although those people suffer from as much if not ten times more issues um, of insecurity because of their fame. Because again, if my sense of self is anything other than I am here because God put me here for a reason, my self-esteem is built on something weak, something that could be taken away. My looks, my money, my popularity, my personality, my family, whatever it is, my education, my job, my calling, Anything that gives me a sense of identity other than the fact that is thank you God for giving me back my soul. Any identity that comes other than that is built on quicksand. It might look like a beautiful building, but it doesn't last. So let's remember when we ask questions like what's the meaning of it? Let's remember, yeah, there is a meaning. And if there is a meaning, that means there's a conscious being. If there's a conscious being, that's God. And God doesn't make mistakes. This is 101.9 High Effects. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avton again, and we are on the Fabringen show, and we are Fabringen, Fabringen about the idea of 
the, the constant reminder that we need to remember, yesh bala bayis labirazu, that there is a owner to this home, that the world is not a jungle. And this is not something that you can ever say enough times. It needs to be said again and again. That's why we daven so many times a day. We pray. That's why we do so much stuff of mindfulness, because we really, really need to fight that part of us that says that it's all about me. That part of us that says that God is like kind of there, you know, sitting up there as a uh, viewer in the box, staring at the game down here, but totally uninvolved. That remembrance is is vital. That's why we talk to Hashem every day. We daven, we pray in the morning, and we talk to God directly. Baruch Atah. We don't talk in third person. Blessed are you, Atah Hashem Elokeinim We talk to God directly, over and over. We have a cup of water. Baruch Atah Hashem. Blessed are you, God, for this cup of water. Blessed are you for the piece of bread. Blessed are you for using the bathroom. Blessed are you for the thunder. Blessed are you for the lightning. We're constantly, constantly talking to God in second person, pretty much direct. Why? Because that is fundamental to stay centered, is to remember life is meaningful. And and that God is involved, because therefore it's meaningful. But if I don't focus on that, if I forget this point, then yes, I will flounder. And it's so easy to flounder. I mean, in the same day, we can go from being a person of incredible clarity to getting stressed out as we're sitting on the highway, forgetting one second. Everything that's happening right now is by design. This awareness is something that's literally a battle. It's a milchama, it's a war constantly, the battle within ourselves to remember that everything we do is meaningful. So you're coming home and the house is upside down and everybody's acting out and the tempers are flaring. And at that moment, you tell yourself, this is by design. Will I rise to the occasion or not? Because God's watching me right now. And God's not only watching, he's helping me. He's standing next to me. He's with me. He's within me. Will I rise to the occasion and bring out my character? Or will I think for this one moment that it's all of this is about my emotions, my feelings, and, and you know, I'll let, let everything break loose because who cares? I'm in a bad mood. And plugging in, staying plugged in, charging our battery constantly is vital so that we can live this life of meaning. We're now in the months of ER. We just started the month of ER. We're in the month of counting the Omer. Each day, counting, and we're saying today is 16 days, which is two weeks and two days to the Omer. And we're plugging in and reminding ourselves that, yes, this is a day. What am I doing with this day? This day is number 16. It's not number 15. It's not number 18. It's 16. And what's, what's my calling of the day? And, and will I fill the day with meaning? Will I fill the day with chesed, with kindness? Or will the day just pass me by? Because who cares? Time's random, right? So when people ask me, Rabbi, why do you choose to believe in God? 
there's obviously the intellectual reasons. There's, I believe it's logical. I believe that um, taking the atheism route demands more leaps of faith than taking the faith route. But also because, and this is not intellectual, this is just a gut feel, I cannot accept, no matter what argument you'll tell me, that this world is random. I cannot accept that my existence here is just because, no reason. Just, you know, like when a kid, when a, you ask a kid why you do something, because. Because what? Because. Why am I here? Because. I can't accept that. Not because it scares me or, you know, like Karl Marx says, opium, the masses, I need a crutch. No, because it's like this deep knowledge that every human being has that my existence here is matters. It has purpose. And that's why we wake up every day and fight another day. And that's why we get so shocked by things like suicide, etc. Because what do you mean? If you can, fight for another day. We don't judge, but like... It's the assumption of every healthy person, no matter how tough life gets, you fight and you fight. Why? Because there's meaning to it. If it was essentially meaningless, we wouldn't, we would give up after one try. I come from nowhere. I'm going nowhere. There's no pre-birth. In other words, I didn't come from heaven. I'm not going to heaven. This whole world is just a fluke, just particles. I'm just a bunch of random particles. I'm just an evolved ape. Why fight? And that's why, as I mentioned earlier, there isn't real atheism out there, in my opinion. People can disagree. People could even call it condescending. I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm saying the mere fact that you're trying to make the world a better place, the mere fact that you're even trying to convince me about atheism is because you believe in bettering the world, and that's your version of bettering the world. Why? Why better something so meaningless? Let the world just go up in smoke. It doesn't matter. It's all essentially meaningless. Nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. Because there's this deep knowledge, deep within the human psyche, that my actions matter. That being a good person is a value. That I want to receive love and I want to give love. And that love makes the world go around. These are things that are in us. This is 101.9 Chai FM. What are your thoughts? We'd love to hear your thoughts as we wrap up the show in just a few moments. This is the Fabringen Show 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avton. And we are here... On this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, and I'm talking to myself, and I mean that, because when things in our life inevitably don't go exactly the way we want it, and there's a little wobble, this morning I became aware of a tragedy of somebody, you know, that I'm, I'm aware of, and it makes you sad, and it makes you, again, back into the same question, and back into the dark place. And this knowledge that we've been talking about the last 40 minutes doesn't take away the pain. Pain is always there. It's there by design so that we can care, that we can feel another person's pain. When you hear about somebody who's struggling financially, don't just sit there saying, I believe that everything's by design and now let me go on my Schlange holiday. Find out their banking details and wire them some money. 
and don't tell them just to call the chev. First wire them money and then call the chev. Help people. So that's on the one part, that we have to do whatever we can within this reality. At the same time, to remember that the whys of life are not really here for the answers. But by the mere fact that we're asking why, it means that we, for a moment, don't forget that there is a reason, that there is a designer. And that knowledge is the greatest piece of comfort, to know it's a designer. I remember hearing the example, a parent takes a child to an injection, and the child doesn't want to get the the flu shot or whatever injection they're getting. And they're screaming. And they know that it was their parent that brought them to this doctor to get the injection, the nurse. And yet, what do they do right after? They run to the parent and they want to be comforted by the mother, by the father. Why? Mom and dad were the one that brought you here. Why do you want to be comforted by them? Because deep down the child knows that mom and dad don't hate me. And what they're doing is for a reason. And even though it's so sore and I'm even angry at them, I trust them more than I trust anywhere else in the world. And that's what our relationship with Hashem has to be, a relationship with God. To remember that even in times that aren't ideal and times that challenge us and push us, and we all have those moments, to remember, just like a child knows that the parent only wants the best for them, how much more so God. Why he does things? Don't know. But that he's the one doing it? I know. That ain't od mulvado, that there's nothing else in this world other than him. And, and everything that happens in my life is by design. That I know. And that, truthfully, is the greatest comfort of all. Because even if I don't know the reason, I know that there is a reason. And the reason must be good, because it's coming from a good God. How that is, I don't know. Doesn't mean I have answers, it doesn't. But it just makes us a little more comfortable with the question. Because ultimately we remember, by the mere fact that I'm asking the question, means that there's somebody out there who knows the answer, and that's God. Wishing you a great day. Shavuot Tov, have a great week. Chodesh Tov, have a great month. God bless you, God bless us all. And may we only have simchas and see the hand of God in a revealed way in our life. Amen. This is Rabbi Levi Yatsen from Linksfield Shul, signing off.